Be part of an innovative fine arts community immersed in a top research university. Carnegie Mellon University's School of Music's world-class vocal department constantly works at the cutting edge of musical art forms. CMU performance faculty are creating projects that leverage musicians' skill sets in unique and applicable ways. Students are challenged to think outside the box as they engage with non-traditional performance spaces, collaboration with electronics, and improvisation, alongside a robust program of traditional studies, languages, recitals, and operas. To learn more about Carnegie Mellon University and to apply, visit the link in the show notes of this episode. This is So Lit Song Lit, a production of Cincinnati Song Initiative, where we reimagine the repertoire by introducing less familiar art songs through sound clips and lively discussion. I'm vocal coach Ellen Rissinger. And I'm soprano Tony Marie Palmertree. Join us as we explore this exciting repertoire. So Lit, So Lit, reimagining the repertoire. In today's episode, we are highlighting three North American composers who happen to be women. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> the three that we are looking at today are Lori Laitman, Melissa Dunphy, and Jocelyn Hagen. So let's get started with Lori Laitman. And we're talking about her Metropolitan Tower songs. Tony mentioned them because we ended up doing a women composers concert during the pandemic. So how did you find the Metropolitan Tower songs? Well, I was super bored during the pandemic, as you know, and when we were planning this concert of all women composers, you had mentioned this amazing resource I had never heard about called the Cassia Database. Cassia Database. Two S's. K-A-S-S-I-A. Yes, K-A-S-S-I-A. Um, and it's a, an amazing resource because you can go in there and search in a number of different ways. Um, it's all women. Um, it's all about women composers. Right. Yeah. So you don't have to sort through anything. Like if you know for sure you want women composers, you don't have to find them specifically because that's all that it is, but you can search by, you know, instrumentation. You can also search by like nationality or, um, language voice type. Does it also go by voice type? Yes, it does go by voice type. So it can be very specific or it can be very general. Um, you know, if you, want to plan a concert with lots of different things. Um, so it can be as specific or non-specific as you want it to be. And I was just sort of going around literally in alphabetical order, just having a great old time listening to all kinds of different, <laughs> I listen to so many things. Oh my gosh. And it sounds so silly now because now that I know Lori Laitman's work, I almost feel like ashamed that I didn't know it that well before. Mm-hmm. But now that I know her work and how much she has written, mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking operas and a million and one songs. I mean, she's written a lot of things. And I I loved it all. But this particular set, just from the beginning intro melody, I just was like, oh, Lord, here it is. This is the one.
there is so much on the very first page of this song cycle that I fell in love with. Mm. She has the indication here, magical and legato. Mm. <laughs> and it is. Like, yeah. you hear the music, and no matter what the piano is that I've been playing it on, because we've done this now in a couple of concerts, mm-hmm. it feels like magic. It feels sparkly. It does. It's perfect. <laughs> right? You feel the stars above. You feel like you're wandering through the streets with someone. Yes. Setting the scene perfectly, and it's it's not overly complicated. It's just... Yes, it's the scene. And the words are perfect, too. I mean, as a singer, I love when I get text that's equally poetic, but also at the same time, I'm able to set a scene or act or tell a story that it's not so poetic that, you know, it's hard to make those connections. Right. And we should say the poet for this is Sarah Teasdale, Mm -hmm. who won the Pulitzer Prize in 1917 for her poetry. Mm. Much of her work is now in public domain. I've seen her poetry being used a lot, Mm -hmm. actually recently, in different song cycles. So she's a poet to really look into. Yes. And um, it was another bonus that we found you know, for this concert of all women composers, that the poetry was also written by a woman. Exactly. And I'm just going to be super specific, because on the first page of this song cycle, there is one little moment that I I think you could easily slough over and miss. Mm. But there's a moment where you say, and saw it lift again, they're talking about the tower. So, <laughs> and saw the tower lift against the sky, its flower. And the moment that it says flower, we suddenly get a B-flat major chord after a little bit of crunchiness and a little bit of almost French romantic chords a little Mm. bit. You get a little bit of sort of extra notes in them. And I love that moment. And I I milk that moment on the piano as hard as I can (laughs) just to make that B-flat major chord come out. Because it's so... I just feel the flower sort of bloom Mm -hmm. at that moment in my little soul. Yes. And I want to make sure everybody feels that, even if they don't know what they're noticing. Mm-hmm, absolutely. If we move on in the cycle, I have to say, probably my favorite... Mo- I mean, <laughs> in case no one has realized this yet, by this point in the podcast, everything is my favorite moment of everything. Because <laughs> I like to fall in love with everything all the time. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. We want whipped cream with the sprinkles and the chocolate sauce. I mean, come on. And a maraschino cherry, even though it's really, really bad for you. <laughs> Still tastes good. At the start of the fourth song, The Strong House, while you're singing this gorgeous text, mm. which is also very poignant and very hard, yeah. I would say. This one, I know we, we had a couple of good discussions about the text for Strong House. Yes. But as you are singing it, I'm actually playing a foreshadowing of the last song. Mm -hmm. So in the last song, we get this, was it foreknown? Was it foredoomed? Mm -hmm. So, and I actually get a little bit of while you're singing. So I'm already setting us up for the last song. It's so amazing. I mean, and the text is like, you know, just about like that toughness that comes with relationships, Mm -hmm. you know, that like, Relationships can be so beautiful, but they can be so painful. Mm-hmm. And then, like, hurt and break and then heal all over again. Yes. And so to have that, um, you know, running through in the piano line already when we're talking about this relationship as a house, 
and exactly and the the house is not exactly (laughs) the house is not necessarily quite as strong as we believed it exactly there's a little bit of something happening in the background and that's just perfect i love i love that So when we get to the last song... Hi, this is Ellen jumping on just to say quickly, I keep calling the song The Hour the last song because it was the last song that Tony and I were performing in the set we were doing. But it is not the last song of the cycle. This is song number five. There are six songs in this cycle. Uh, the, the other earworm that I end up stuck in my head is the end of this cycle because it is such a resolution. Mm. Even though the ending kind of leaves it on a question mark, I think, with the piano part, mm. I feel like this last page of the whole cycle, again, I, I kind of feel it bloom in almost a Puccini-esque way, mm. in a very legato bel canto way yeah. in the voice. Yeah. You definitely have to set it up that way. It's a long line, um, and you don't want to break it up anywhere, you know, because yeah. you want to get your point across of how strong, you know, Memnon carved in stone. You don't want to break it up. Exactly. Much of Lori's music is handled by classical vocal reprints, mm. so you can purchase quite a bit of her music there. We will we will obviously have links to publishing information and also her website, so you can look on Lori's website to find more of her music as well. So the show notes will have lots of information in mm-hmm. them today. Oh, and Lori just wrote a really cute, fun, yeah, like... Uh, like an encore song. Yes, uh, called Thanks a Latte. <laughs> so you gotta check that one out because that's brand new I think it was just published so check that one out it's really fun awesome the next composer that we have is Melissa Dunphy exactly and here we're concentrating on four poems of Nikita Gill and you were the one who had found her as well yes I met Melissa during the pandemic again um actually on a zoom call for a children's chorus that i was serving on the board for and actually uh, was where i started singing um here in reading pennsylvania um so (laughs) we were working on a project highlighting um during women's month you know in february so we had contacted uh melissa and spoke with her, and she was gracious to do an interview, and I believe she worked with the the kids as well. And she's a very, very interesting woman, um, and I could probably talk to her all day. And she lives in Philadelphia, so, you know... So we're very close. Yes, local. Mm -hmm. So, of course, after talking with her, I'm digging around. I want to see, you know, what what she got, you know? (laughs) 
And I came across these songs, um, and because they were titled The Poems of Nikita Gill, I'm like, who's that? So I go on, and I'm looking up who she is, and she is this amazing poet who you can find on Instagram. She really uses that platform to get her work across. She's published like seven volumes of poetry, like a crazy amount of work. And she's young, right? Yeah, young woman. Um, and uh, you'll see from these songs that her poetry is very poignant. This set of songs in the end, we'll talk maybe like talk about the end first because we're not highlighting that musically, mostly because we couldn't. Um, <laughs> but the end piece um, is titled Me Too, and it's an acapella piece for three women. Mm-hmm. So it and it's beautiful. It, it's haunting. It's beautiful. Um, so that piece alone just sparked my curiosity. Well, and it's very seldom you see a song cycle with more than one voice or more than two voices, even. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. In in this set of songs, the first one that we're looking at is called Sorcery. Mm-hmm. I I like that. You know, we have a lot of push and pull here with. The triplets, you know, we're, we're fighting against a lot of things here with the text. I, I don't know, you know, the intention of the poet, but the beginning that you, you won't hear in the clip, the beginning of the poetry is, every day I magic myself alive again. And that's the sorcery. Yes. So you feel that there's some sort of, you know, from near death, she's saying, you know, mm-hmm. obviously the the character, the poet, is is experiencing some type of internal torment. And so then in that next section that we're going to highlight in the music is we have all of this triplet motion and the words, I swallow my heart back from the lump it has become in my throat. I taste my own memories without the flavor of blood. And then the music changes and it's like the heavens, the mood lifts mm-hmm. and... Then we say, but as poetry, I learned to whisper my name without it sounding like a curse. How to love one's self. Yeah. And to and just to love your own name. Oh. To love the thought of yourself. Hmm. So deep. And the music fits it so well. I swallow my heart back from the lump it has become in my There's moments in the piano, there's a lot of lowness here in this section, but as when as Tony is saying in this moment where it's like it kind of lightens up, I'm up in the upper register and it says bell-like. So there's suddenly we have like a little bit more playful, happy, lighter. Mm. Yeah. And if we move along to You Have Become a Forest, this is the third song of the cycle. There are four songs in the cycle. The fourth one is the trio. And I honestly, I love the little section that we picked out of this to mm-hmm. highlight because it's it's super, there's some crunch to it. 
it feels tonal. It sings, I think, tonally. Mm -hmm. But the piano part is playing a lot of chromaticism. Yes. There's a lot of brightness and then a lot of movement, you know, in a variety of beautiful birds, you know, this uh, that wonderful scale. So there's lots of movement happening there. As we said, the third, the fourth song in this is a trio, Four Poems of Nikita Gill by Melissa Dunphy. And Melissa's website has all kinds of music. So I encourage you to visit her website and check out her music. There's lots of sound clips on YouTube and on her website, but you can actually download the actual music on her website. If you do use her music, please contact her so that she can, you know, have the appropriate credit, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but her website is a valuable resource of wonderful music. The final composer we're going to highlight is Jocelyn Hagen. And Ellen, you discovered her. How did that happen? I went to the Nats conference in Chicago in July. And one of the best parts of it is just going to the little presentations and one of them was about 21st century composers and there was a a group performing with uh, soprano, clarinet, and piano, which Mm -hmm. I thought was a really interesting combination. And they did a new song cycle by Jocelyn Hagen. And I turned to Sam Martin, who of course is mm-hmm. the person in charge of Cincinnati Song Initiative, and I said, there was not a single note of that that I did not fall in love with. Oh, wow. And I was like, I have to find more of her music. Oh, that's so exciting. Right? It was so much fun. It was so, I want, I want to say accessible and challenging all at the same time. It was beautiful and cool and made you think with the text and it it the contra- counterpoint worked really well it was just uh, as i said every moment of it there was not a single moment that i was thinking or checking my watch or hoping this would be over it was so so entrancing no that's awesome yeah so i came home i found her website she has a, quite a number of song cycles and of songs and she's published by graphite publishing and there are clips of pretty much everything you can buy on Graphite Publishing. There is a clip that you can listen to to see what it sounds like. I wrote to her, and she was lovely. I wrote to her and I said, are there any pieces you would recommend for us to, to look at first? Because we knew we were a little on a little bit of a time crunch. Mm-hmm. And the first thing she said was, from her love songs, I Carry Your Heart, which is an E.E. E. Cummings poem. That is the only male poet we're going to talk about today. (laughs) We'll let him in. We'll let him in. (laughs) That poem is quite famous. Mm -hmm. That's been set many times. And what I really love about her setting of it is just how there's this moment in the middle of it where we have, we talk about the deepest secret that nobody knows. And the, the piano part is so, it's filled with tremolo and trills and lots of three against four of like tremolo which Mm -hmm. is super cool and it makes you feel very unsettled meanwhile Mm -hmm. 
The vocal line is so super solid. Yes. You just keep trucking along with those triplets. Right? And <laughs> then suddenly, it, uh, almost like what you said with the other one of the other pieces, it sort of comes to this like stasis moment mm. where it just hangs. Yes. Oh, that's, that's exactly what happens. Here is the deepest secret nobody knows. Here is the root of the root and the bud of the bud sky of the sky of a tree called life which grows higher than the song and no more mind can hide and this is the wonder that's keeping the stars apart like suspended in the air on the word grows exactly there's so much tunefulness and at the end of that as you're saying and this is the wonder that's keeping the stars apart mm. as this happens the piano part is going up with this little bit of counterpoint almost in fourths mm. and and you feel like you're like climbing up to the stars oh what a great analogy right <laughs> the other piece that she recommended we check out is from her song cycle, Kiss, which also has a version for baritone and piano, but this is the version for soprano and piano. And this song is called How to Bone a Fish. (laughs) Use your imagination, folks. Right? (laughs) And what I loved about it was when in her email she said, we don't get to be sexy enough in in song cycles, in art songs. Mm, It is very sensual. Let's put it, I would say sensual. Mm. Yeah. Yes. I love the use of rests in between. here talking like describing the person you know I follow the row of buttons on your shirt oh and it's just building 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 and it's exquisite and then we're, we're setting a scene on the next page about like 
oh yeah, like you're just like talking to somebody, like you're you're in public, like just kind of drooling over this person. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's what I love. It's like it takes this moment that maybe for anybody else mm-hmm. in the moment it isn't a big deal. Right. Maybe. Yeah. But meanwhile, you're like focused in so, on something super, super sensual. Yes. Hyper focused. You forget no one else is around in that moment, like talking about following the row of buttons up the your shirt, your throat. Exactly. And then all of a sudden the crowd is there. Oh, you're talking to a colleague and you're exactly. it's like, oh, shoot. It's like broadening the, your vision. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. It's so, so neat. The poet for this is Julia Klatt Singer. So we have another female poet. Yay, bravo. Exactly. So these are just three mm. of the myriad mm. female living composers. All of these women right now are alive and composing in North America right now. Mm-hmm. Many of them, uh, we're friends with some of them on Facebook. We're friends with them. You can follow people on Instagram, as we said, with this, the uh, the poets. There's also groups that we belong to as well, in case you have have not joined these. Like the one group we're in is called American Art Song Composers or American Vocal Chamber Music Composers, Women Composers of Classical Music. There, there are all kinds of ways of finding people who are out there writing mm-hmm. right now. If you're looking for people of color, the African American Art Song Alliance yes. is an, an exceptional group. They keep us really up to date on what's going on. They do have a conference every year. They just had their 25th conference in October. So you can look for that. There's also a face. These are all, when we're saying these names of groups, these are all on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. Because <laughs> I'm old and I'm not good on Instagram. <laughs> I'm I'm equally old, but <laughs> no, not. you're not. <laughs> so these are these are a couple of places that you can look and find new composers with the American Art Song composers. People composers actually do post their new works on there. Mm-hmm. They're very quick. If you if there's something specific that you're looking for, if you want to go there and say I'm looking for art songs on X Y Z by these kinds of composers. They will generally get back to you within like five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody will be there looking to try and help you find their pieces. Mm-hmm. And that along with the Cassia um, database. Mm-hmm. And you will have more than enough resources to find new music. And all of these things will be listed in the show notes. Musical performances for this episode were performed by Tony Marie and Ellen and recorded at the Camp Recording Studio in Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. Purchase information for the scores discussed in this episode are available in the show notes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to help others find this podcast. Episodes drop every first, third, and fifth Thursday of the month. So Lit Songlit is a production of Cincinnati Song Initiative. You can learn more about their network of podcasts at cincinnatisonginitiative.org slash podcasts. Are you craving incredible song recitals? Are you interested in a behind-the-scenes view into professional song making at the highest levels of artistry? Are you looking to develop your own artistic and entrepreneurial skills as a classical musician in this ever-changing 21st century landscape? 
If you found yourself saying yes to any of those questions, look no further than Cincinnati Song Initiative's week-long program, The Fellowship of the Song. Taking place this year from May 19 through 26, The Fellowship brings together some of the country's brightest song performers and teachers for a week of classes, concerts, and study events. And we invite you to join us as an auditor, either in person in Cincinnati or online wherever you may be located. When you join the fellowship as an auditor, you gain instant access to the entire week's events and can go back and relive the magic through HD video recordings of each and every session. To learn more about this incredible new opportunity, visit cincinnatisonginitiative.org audit.